Hello. Hello. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Generic Airport. Hey, Harry. How are you doing? Hello, Charlie. I'm doing good. How are you? Yeah, good, good. Yeah, just the uh, little interesting thing called the Euros is happening fairly recently, and all of a sudden, everybody loves football. Yep. I think this is the the Euros and the World Cup. I would have no issue with football whatsoever if it was just those two events. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. More, um, most, impo- most importantly, is it coming home? Oh, well, of course it's coming home. Of course it's coming home. <laughs> it's coming home. It's coming home. Oh, God. Um, so I was yeah. heading out the other day um it was the same day that it was england scotland and there mm. were loads and loads of um scots like in london and basically before the game they went to like leicester square uh mm. drank loads on the streets in leicester square in london and also um they put it was so funny they put bubble bath in the fountain at leicester square and you just saw lads oh <laughs> jumping in God. having a bit of a paddle uh, no, it wasn't like any malice behind it. It was all quite like fun. Yeah. Um, uh, that's oh yeah. I, I'm, that's fine. It's um, and what really uplifted me was watching that, uh, seeing those pictures of Scotsmen cleaning up the next day. Yeah, that was nice. I that hope was... British people do that every now. And then. Yeah. That wonders to our reputation. Yeah, I mean we're awful because I know you go out on Clapham Common on a Saturday. Mm-hmm on a hot day and the next day there's just so much rubbish there and it's ridiculous because there are so many bins that people can put it in but yeah yeah maybe we could take maybe we could take some lessons from the scots you know yeah, yeah i think we absolutely could um, um but we i think are going to talk today about football uh, yeah. mainly because there's a lot of there's a lot of football happening recently there's scores like 1-0 2-0 3-1 oh, teams like forget the, the all too common nil 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 oh, no. yes, that's a score that i take issue with if there is a sport of which goes on for 90 minutes 90 minutes playing uh over you know almost two hours total um and no goals can happen and quite often then your rules are broken okay, you, okay this is my theory and I, okay. one of the i've got a big Football family. My grandma, uh, she would, she played fantasy Premier League. So you know, it's kind of a. Everyone nice. loved it, and I didn't really understand. And one of the yeah. ways that I, because I've had to sit through a lot of matches, one of the ways I get through it is I try and imagine ways that the sport could be more interesting. I also mm. try and understand uh, how people watch it and enjoy it. I go, mm. what, what, at what point are people having fun? Um, yeah, because almost every single Marvel movie, there's at least a moment at which I laugh or I'm excited or something like that. I can sit through some England matches the entire time and just go, oh, okay. Mm. Well, but that's, yeah, that's the most excited I get. It's interesting because, like, I suppose with a Marvel movie, you know it's Marvel. You know you've got to put a smile on your face mm-hmm. and know that what you're watching, that like you said, there are going to be some good bits, but you're not going to be not entertained because you're watching a Marvel movie and it's the same with football you know there's a lot of the game that can be 
incredibly dull and incredibly boring, but maybe it's the atmosphere you're with the lads or the family and you've got beer in your hand. Stadium and stuff like that. But even even hardcore fans, they're watching the Twitter feeds while the game is on. So I'm like, okay, so it's not actually, whereas I don't get my phone out when I'm in the cinema. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, which, yes, completely true. Um, Now, I think there's something quite interesting that you've touched Mm -hmm. upon, and especially about the rules. Um, Now, I've suddenly, now that I now live in a house with lads that really, really love football, like I'm finding myself, you know, actually like sitting down, watching a game. They might not even be paying attention because they just watch football all the time and they don't know the players. Mm. But for me, I've been trying to get a hang of like, oh, who's who in all the Premier League teams. Mm-hmm. But it needs to be more exciting. It does, right? So, here, here, okay, I'm going to go in with rule number one that I think would change the game and make it more fun. Okay? Go. Every 15 minutes, the goal gets larger. If there's no goal being scored, then the goal gets larger. <laughs> I quite like that, actually. Yeah, I quite like that. that. Yeah. Simple. Yeah, just a tiny, just like a few inches larger. So there's just like a greater chance. So like, you know, five minutes before somebody might have just hit the post or the crossbar. Mm. But, you know, 10 minutes late, later after that, mm-hmm. they could get a goal and could make Absolutely. it a little bit more interesting. I like that. I think that's cool. I think that's cool. That's a cool rule. I think that's cool. I think that's very cool. Um and also, yeah. Thing is, I, yes. Sorry, you, you go. I feel like with penalties, mm-hmm. um, I feel they're either not utilised enough because they're quite a fun concept of the game, or they're given away too easily. Um, and then you've got this concept of VAR now, which basically dictates that after every single supposed foul or me- like mode of play, they have to go upstairs to like a slow-mo ref who has a look. So now there's nothing that can get by the referees in terms of, mm. I potentially think that there's something needs to be done with that to make it a little bit more fluid and a bit more fun. What with the VAR thing? Well, because, you know, for example, with VAR, um, it it would maybe draw up the fact that the ball hits somebody's leg, then hits somebody's, like, elbow, but their elbow kind of wasn't in a position that they knew would be a handball, so it wasn't their fault. But because it just hit their elbow, it means it's a handball. Uh, And I feel it's, you know, it's kind of just a little bit... Yeah, I I don't know. The VAR thing is quite... Someone that doesn't watch much football, it kind of mm-hmm. does look like whereas mm-hmm. in rugby, VAR makes sense because the game the game is so stop start anyway. In football, they're used to quite quick decisions from a referee and having to accept. And what I kind of like about football is they kind of accept that the referee is fallible. Mm-hmm. You know, so you, you there there's a lot. Oh, can you hear me still? Yeah, yeah, can still hear you. Yeah. You kind of rely on the fact that you might have to get a bit lucky with the referee. Whereas in um the dog is just my um anyway, so uh yeah, it, whereas 
I th- and I think you still have to get because the VAR it gets so close and contentious anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, it still relies on sort of human decisions. Yeah. Um, so it kind of is a bit pointless. Mm. A lot of money and it disrupts the game a lot, and it, I think it pisses people off more because there's all this time wasting. Mm. Yeah. Um, whereas I think you should just sort of accept that a referee may make the wrong decision every now and then, but that's all the more reason to score more goals. That's true. A goal. That's true. That's true. Um, and what do you think? What do you think about? So if you made the goal wider, I mean mm-hmm. that's quite a cool concept. But what about the weight of the ball? Make it either lighter, <laughs> <laughs> so it ends up just becoming like one of those beach balls. Oh my god! Well, one I would watch uh, them all try and push a player inside of a zoom ball uh, yeah. into a goal. Um, into a goal, yeah. Yeah, that's where it ends up. The players end up inside the balls, trying to push a human around. <laughs> that'll be jokes. That would be really funny. Um, and the goal, and the goalkeeper has to try to drive, like I don't know, keep the ball, keep the ball out. Yeah, they, did you see at the beginning? One of my favorite bits about the Euros this year was how they delivered the ball to the first match. They had a, a little electric uh, electronic. Oh yeah, I saw that. It was a little yeah, little electric you know car. If they had that show up in the middle of matches. One, that would be massive, enormously entertaining for me. Yeah. Um, I don't know how that would uh, be worked into the rules. But well, that should, here's that should... another, I've got, Yeah, sorry. I've got another rule that I'm really... Okay. Okay. Hello? Yeah, yeah. Go on. Yeah. Hello? You're back. Hello? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Welsh Wi-Fi. Um, so... Oh, yeah, I've got one other rule that I'm really passionate about, and it's that football should be 60 minutes, 30 minutes on each half. Yeah, a nice portion. Mm. Yeah, what, any extra time? Uh, yeah, you can have that little extra time thing, but it's 30 minutes each side, not 45. Mm. And then you have a 30-minute half time as well. Yeah, because I feel, I feel the players would definitely work a lot harder in that 30 minutes as opposed yeah. to kind of maybe keeping it in their own half, dribbling it around, you know, not mm-hmm. letting the ball get too much into the opposition's half. Yeah, I get that. That that actually makes a lot of sense. And that's why I quite like something like rugby, because it's only... Um, wait, yeah, it's 80 minutes rather than 90 minutes, and also there's no added time. So you know, with football, you know, you can have an extra five minutes. Whereas rugby, it's literally hard stop at forty minutes, and then yeah. Yeah. Whereas football, uh, players might have an ankle injury mm-hmm. uh, a few minutes, and that could completely change the outcome of the game. Whereas yeah. I, I actually believe in football, the extra time means people get out faster. Mm. For the majority. Oh. Um, now, like when I was having a bit of a research, mm-hmm. like in terms of in terms of football, yeah, I would always think, you know, take our lovely uh, additional rules aside. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we should contact the uh, the FA about our additional rules. I think we could potentially work with them on something. But I would think that you know football is just generalized and enjoyed by people around the world and there's just kind of not too much difference in the way people around the world view football um but actually it does differ quite a lot like would you think what would you think in terms of like different countries because 
So in Britain, we know that there's kind of a little bit of no nonsense involved in football. Um, like the, the style of play is quite quick. Um, and then also we know that in the Premier League, there's a lot of diving and, um, you know, a, a few like big like fouls and, and, and things like that. And the players tend to focus on quick passes, quick movements um, to obviously get a goal. Yeah. Apparently, in a lot of other different teams, so like in, in Italy, um, Italian Italy players... Really well. Yeah, Italian players, when they're taught football and when they coach football, they are taught to anticipate moves and, you know, anticipate the ball by watching an opposition team quite closely. Um, and also they use the outside of their boot when it comes to turning and like attacking a lot more apparently in training than than football players so it means that Italian players they seem to have a little bit more flair and like a little bit more like varying pace and tempo to the ball so incredibly I'm gonna definitely have a look for that like next time I have a look because next time we watch the game because I literally had no idea that people in different countries yeah have have different ways to playing football that might be why we do so so shit exactly I know Uh, yeah. One of the things I think, one of the things I think we do so badly, I think, because we're quite well known internationally, every single team knows who to mark us and how to play against us. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of people give Harry Kane a lot of shit, but mm. from what I can see, whenever I watch the game, he's got two players on him at every given moment. Mm. Um, you know, at least one, and so it makes it incredibly hard for him to make interesting plays. And I think actually the way they use him is to draw players away from people like Sterling. Yeah. Um, but that is from an outsider point of view. Exactly. Um, but I mean, Harry Kane, like he's got a lot of a lot on his shoulders in terms of, um, you know, he's obviously doing very well and like, well, has done well in the Premier League and done well in England. But so far, kind of haven't seen him yet. But um, I think with us, we succumb to pressure, I think, a lot more. And maybe there's a lot more build-up in terms of, you know, like advertising, um, promotions, players getting involved in lots of different things like on the warm-up mm-hmm. to, to games. And, like, um, yeah, I think there's a tremendous pressure. But we've got a really, really good team. We've got a really good bench. Um, yeah. And we definitely need to to play a lot better. Um, but... Funnily enough, there's a really good program on on Netflix called um, The English Game. And it is a um, small drama, small kind of like series about like the history of football. Um, So if I asked you the history of football, where would you say football was created? Ooh, I'm going to just go out on a limb and say Africa. You know what? I like that because mm-hmm. it, w- it wasn't Africa, but the game of football does originate almost about 3,000 years ago from kind of Aztec 
um, Mesoamerican cultures. Yeah, okay. probably. So is that like so, Brazil area? Sort of yeah, so yeah, uh, yeah, Mexico, okay. uh, kind of Honduras, Guatemala, you know, that sort of area. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, that makes Brazil, sense. They're, they're pretty keen, Brazil, aren't they? They're pretty keen. But basically, instead of the game of football we, we know, the ball was made out of rock. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, and essentially, you would have to uh, take the rock in your hand. Um, already, uh, already, the rules are a little bit different. A little bit different. So the ball would symbolize the sun. And then the captain of the losing team would be sacrificed to the gods. <laughs> oh, wow, really? Yeah. Um, so it was a bouncing ball made. There was another bouncing ball made of rubber. Um, and so with the bouncing ball, you had to bounce the ball. And there are two hoops, one at one side of the pitch and then one, one at the other. And this is widthways. And you had to bounce the ball and try and hit it through one of the hoops. I think while the other person tried to knock it out with a rock, I think. Oh, okay. Um, it's sounding sim more similar to basketball. Yeah, but they did it not because they enjoyed football, but because um, it was an event that was always that always took place when um, they felt that they needed to offer multiple things to the gods. Um, okay. So that's like a salmon or something like that. They yeah, yeah, yeah. But then also, and then also, it, a first known ball which involved kicking through the feet took place in China in the third and second century, and it was called uh, kuju. Kuju was played with a round ball, stitched stitched leather with fur or feathers, um, on an area of a square, and then I think it involved kicking from two teams of people but they were they were they were very close together and it was almost you had to wrestle each other to get out of the way so that the ball could potentially get into a goal um and then all of that so flash forward to the 12th century come to bonnie old england and we created the game of football and it was created in eton what? At Eton School. So Eton had the game of the kicking game and it was called the dribbling game. And there was a game at rugby school called the running game. So hence, you know, term rugby. But instead of passing the ball, it was one, like the game in China, it was one person and they would only, they were the ones who had to just kick the ball into the goal while the others yeah, try to knock people kind of out of the way. And it was only until 1848 that one guy called Fergus Shooter, a Scotsman, decided to kick the ball to another player that was wide. And hence the width of the game grew and the game of football was, was properly created. And it was kind of an, it was a game for um, work, works like workman people, everyday people, mm -hmm. um, and shifted from that a bit yeah no sorry sorry it was it was it was only for posh people it was only for posh people only for the posh schools and then it came to the north and the thing is because the north uh because some of those players were so good they wanted to professionalize the game aka they wanted to be paid to play because you know their wages weren't really 
like good enough anyway. Um, and there was like a big conflict and eventually it got professionalized and yeah, then the- yeah, From the very origins, players have been demanding more money. Exactly. And now, the on, game. and now they're on millions. Yes, they're doing quite, quite well. But um, yeah, Charlie boy, I, I, we are run, rushing off to a meal, a family meal. So I have Ooh, to Oh, lovely. We're going oh, to enjoy. Pub, and we shall enjoy. Um, but this has been a great episode and I'm looking forward. I think we should talk about football again. We'll talk about football again. We'll talk about uh, multiple sports, maybe, you know, volleyball uh, next time or who knows. Yes, the origin of sports. The origin of sports. Um, We've got a new topic category. Brilliant. Exactly. Exactly. Moves a lot away from Sir John Major. So, you know, that's all good. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, Thank you, Harry. And let's speak to everybody next week. Yes. Enjoy. Enjoy enjoy your meal, Harry. Will do. Enjoy your evening, mate. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.